Welcome to the Free to Laugh and Think for Yourself podcast. I'm Doc. And I'm his wife, Rebecca. Join us as we take a unique look at current events, marriage, and the supernatural. Welcome back to another episode of Free to Laugh and Think for Yourself. This uh, was a crazy week, I think, to say the least. I don't even remember what happened. Oh, oh, I had a birth. You don't remember? Well, you didn't have a birth. Yeah, I didn't have a birth, but I, I attended a birth. <laughs> yes. After we talked about you doing doula work last week, you had a client go into labor. What was the skinny on that one? How do I condense 36 hours <laughs> into two minutes? <laughs> Basically, two days of labor. Yeah, I mean, she was a champ, honestly. That woman was amazing. Amazing. Yeah. And how yes. about your husband at home with the kids all by himself for two days? Well, I'm not going to say that you had a harder job than that mother, so... <laughs> You were champ also. Okay. In the in the pecking order, say pregnant woman giving birth, me at home with the baby and toddler, and then you, what's the ranking order? <laughs> Honestly, I do think that it's the mom and labor, me and then you. What? Because For this one specifically because it was a hospital birth, and so when there's a hospital birth, I end up being doula slash advocate so that the... Bull, doctors who can sometimes be bullies are not completely plowing over mom and forcing her to do things that she doesn't want to do. So I, and I didn't get to sleep at all. Well, I mean, sleep's only, you know, you know, you at least got to sleep. I didn't sleep. Well, I got one I hour of sleep. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, but I didn't get, if the, I had, if, if, if it was a home birth, I would probably put the mom, you and then myself. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we switched the location all of a sudden you're seeing me yeah, because probably we, in the light that you should. Well, if we switch location, I get sleep, and it's not as much mental work for me. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it was a lot though. It, two days, it was a lot. Yeah, it wasn't two full days. I mean, I, I got to come home and sleep on the second day. You know, the, <laughs> the baby came at three p.m., so I was home in dinner time for yeah. dinner. You're like yeah. God creating the earth. Like on the seventh day, you rested. Yeah, I guess that was that was that was the highlight of my week and then I and then you were kind to let me sleep and yeah I, I allowed it when I, yes thank you <laughs> thank you for allowing me sleep so that that did turn into an extra kind of day though because you were just completely wiped out yeah you I know mean, understandably sure so I really am a hero that's all I'm saying okay <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we thought this week uh, we'd tackle. I was gonna, we were gonna do current events, but then it really felt in my heart that we should talk about forgiveness. And uh, you know, so I forgive you for not seeing me the way that you probably should as a hero this week. I was gonna say you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank Re you. Rebecca's still I mean, I... still tired <laughs> from that. I don't, I'm like, I don't know how to respond to that. I don't know either. Okay. I'm not the one responding. I'm I'm the one that threw out the You're statement. giving me forgiveness that I feel like I don't even need. Well, you don't. Okay. It's a joke. That's oh, the right. <laughs> That's the humor part here. <laughs> this is the free to laugh yeah. part of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was. Till we had to dissect the joke. <laughs> anyway, thoughts up front. Forgiveness, it's difficult. Sometimes we really don't want to do it. And other times we might want to refuse to do it. Thankfully, I don't have anything in my life that I would consider to be, you know, heinous crimes that have been committed against me that I have to forgive someone for. But there are people in this world who have 
huge things to forgive people for. Yeah, for sure. Uh, just this week, uh, there was a an incident in Utah, and I won't call it an incident. This gentleman in his 70s, he, uh, he gets raided by the FBI, and they shoot and kill him. And that's a very quick synopsis of this situation that could have been handled very differently. Could have been, you know, when you read into the story, obviously it feels like they knew what they were doing and it feels like an execution. And that's the way that it reads is that they're, they're trying to threaten conservatives or anybody that thinks like this guy. Again, he's in his seventies. And so people are outraged. People are rightfully upset. Think about what happened when something similar, when law enforcement went above, you know, their, their limits and somebody died, you know, with George Floyd. Well, conservatives aren't going to burn cities, but they're rightfully as upset. So that this guy, his name is Craig Robertson. His family releases a statement. I'm going to read this. It's a little bit long, but I'm going to go ahead and read this. We, the family of Craig D. Robertson, are shocked and devastated by the senseless and tragic killing of our beloved father and brother, and we fervently mourn the loss of a good and decent man. The Craig Robertson we knew was a kind and generous person who was always willing to assist another in need, even when advanced age, limited mobility, and other physical challenges made it more difficult and painful for him to do so. He often used his expert woodworking skills to craft beautiful and creative items for others, including toys such as sleighs, rocking horses, and bubblegum dispensers for the children or of friends and neighbors at Christmas time. He was active in his local church congregation and loved the Lord Jesus Christ with all his heart. He was a devoted dog lover all his life, and he lavished his animals with love and affection. He was a lover of history and an avid reader of every kind of book. In his younger years, he was a sportsman and hunter. He was a firearm enthusiast, collector, and gunsmith who staunchly supported the Constitution, so protected right, the right to keep and bear arms for the purposes of providing food and protection for his family and home. As a safety inspector in the steel industry, he worked diligently and con conscientiously to safeguard the lives and well-being of untold thousands who would use and benefit from the numerous instructional and public works projects he was responsible for during the course of a decades-long career. Craig loved this country with all his heart. He saw it as a God-inspired and God-blessed land of liberty. He was understandably frustrated and distraught by the present and ongoing erosions to our constitutionally protected freedoms and the rights of free citizens wrought by what he and many others in this nation observed to be a corrupt and overreaching government. As an elderly and largely homebound man, there was very little he could do but exercise his First Amendment right to free speech and voice his protest in what has become the public square of our age, the internet and social media. Though his statements were temperate at times, he has never and would never commit any act of violence against another human being or over a political or philosophical disagreement. As our family processes the grief and pain of our loss, we would have it be known that, and this is where, this just 
I, I couldn't believe this, actually. When I read it, I was just shocked. As our family processes the grief and pain of our loss, we would have it be known that we hold no personal animosity towards those individuals who took part in the ill-fated events of the morning of August 9, 2023, which resulted in Craig's death. We ask that the media and public respect our family members' privacy and give us the time and space needed to come to terms with the sad tragedy and these events. So they, they flat out said that we forgive those who murdered our beloved family member. I mean, Craig, it, it was known that Craig took care of his son who was blind. His son's in his 50s. He was helping take care of him. Craig's 300 pounds walking around with a cane. And these guys knew that. But the family says, despite all that, and the reason that they went after him was because he had made threats against the president. You can't do that, understandably. And so if you want to bring him in for questioning, great, do that. We never saw this happen with Trump. You know, there's plenty of people that were making very big threats against Trump and nobody was just shot on the spot for it. But again, the family says, we're not going to hold this against them. We're going to choose the forgiveness path. And it's freeing. And in this case, it's not only freeing for them. I believe it's freeing for those, anybody that's willing to go the forgiveness route with the family as they've extended it to others. These people have to have faith in God. Because I don't know of anybody out here saying I forgive the FBI for wrongfully murdering someone. Yeah, law enforcement of any. Right. So it stands to reason that these people have a huge faith in God because only somebody of faith would do something like that. Yeah. And they made it clear that he was involved in church and loved Jesus. and That's something that you cannot do without the help of God. If they would have gone the other route, they could have absolutely stirred the pot and gotten people right. really riled up and really wanting to, to take revenge on those who have done this evil crime. Right. Instead, they're saying, nope, we're going to go the other way. So that's one level of forgiveness. Now, now, why forgive? You know, why forgive? We haven't really talked about healing all that much. Healing, you know, physical healing. And you don't even have to be a believer for this. When you forgive somebody, there's a, a just a total freedom that happens with you physically. Do you have scripture to back this up? Well, yes, I do, but I also have science. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> I was going to start with the science part of it. So We didn't talk about this before we started recording, so this works out perfect. So the science part of this is actually, I'm, I'm reading that you can find this in many sources, but I'm reading this specifically from the Atlanta journal constitution and simply because it's a condensed version of everything that you can read in science. According to an article published by the national Institute for the clinical application of behavioral medicine, science proves King Solomon's words to be true. <laughs> so they're talking about this passage from scripture where it says that bitterness rots your bones. Yes. The Hebrew word in this proverb can, it can be translated as envy, zeal, torment, hurt, and jealousy. So science has concluded that these emotions are proven to generate a myriad of hormonal responses that in time create long-term damage to the health of the human body. Among all negative emotions, anger is the most harmful one. 
According to scientific findings, anger can actually change your brain. The first trigger of anger activates an organ inside the brain called the amygdala, activating the hypothalamus, I don't know how to say that word, I'm not a doctor, which signals the pituitary gland and releases a hormone that affects the adrenal gland stress hormones, cortisol, adrenaline, and noradrenaline. High cortisol levels cause a loss of neurons in the prefrontal cortex of one's brain. And we know that the prefrontal cortex of your brain is one of the last parts of the brain to develop. It develops around, fully develops around age 25, and it's the part of your brain that handles reasoning. So it's why you see teenagers and college students like jumping off of buildings and lighting things on fire and just doing things that are really stupid because their common sense is not fully developed yet. So this article is saying that when you have a lot of anger slash bitterness that you're holding on to, it increases your cortisol levels, which reduce your critical thinking skills, okay? Likewise, elevated cortisol levels kill neurons in the hippocampus, thus weakening short-term memory. High cortisol levels also decrease serotonin, which is the happiness hormone. The effect on serotonin levels generates an increase in anger, emotional pain, anxiety, and depression. The long-term effects of these triggers are known to many of us. Stress hormones increase our heart rate, our blood pressure, our arterial tension, our glucose levels, and they even mess with our thyroids. And this increases the likelihood of cancer, digestive, and metabolism problems. So basically this article is saying, don't be angry. (laughs) Because if you're angry for too much and for too long, it literally reshapes the chemistry of your brain. There's another article I was reading that was saying how when, especially when you're bitter, because this article is focusing on anger, but especially when you're bitter, that affects your reasoning as far as how you see good versus evil and how you respond to the people around you. It was saying that people who are bitter tend to have more destructive relationships in their lives and they will start to make excuses for evil behavior or for contentious behavior. So, and it's not because they're necessarily evil people. It's because their brain chemistry, again, has been altered by bitterness because of that increase in cortisol. So the Bible says that bitterness rots the bones. Yeah, literally. <laughs> and it's it's literally true. There's so many physical mm-hmm. side effects, and we don't even know them all. But there's so many physical side effects from holding on to anger and holding on to bitterness. Yeah. Reminds me of the time we were at a different church uh, some years ago. And I'm ministering deliverance to this kid. And this kid was a big dude. We just start, uh, you know, let the Holy Spirit lead. And we start ministering deliverance to this kid. And I said anger. And this, no joke. And you can, you know, think whatever you want, whatever. I was there. I know. (laughs) We were up on this uh, upper deck of this platform. And uh, I, I said, anger, come out. And he turned into the Hulk. Like this rage that I had never seen anyone transform into just manifested on the spot. And I, I'm like, oh man, I don't want this dude throwing me off the balcony. (laughs) I'm going, come out, come out, come out. And, and he was set free, you know, but that had come in through some pain, you know, in his childhood. And, you know, when you're they're talking about anger, when they were listing off, when you were reading that, you're listing off all those things. You know, and part of our tag is uh, talking about supernatural. We haven't talked about that a ton, but 
a lot of those are straight up demons and they can come in and I, you know, I got plenty of testimonies of Christians who have had demons come in. So this nonsense that you can be, a, a, you know, once you're saved, no demons can get in. It, it's a lie. It's a straight up lie. You're going to hear that from me every time. How do I know that? Because I've dealt with it. Or there's a misunderstanding because when you're saved, your soul is saved. So your soul is sanctified in essence and gets to go to heaven someday. But your spirit is not sanctified. So it's your spirit that is tormented by evil. Your soul is saved, but your spirit can still be tormented and influenced by evil. Yes, correct. So uh, another example of that, you know, and I, I mean, we're kind of going all over the place here, but a buddy of mine, he just told me uh, uh, this week, he had, uh, and I had prayed for this guy because he's an athlete, played basketball forever. And he all of a sudden just got riddled with this I- incredible pain. He was walking around like an old man and, and he's not and could barely move. Uh, I'm praying for him, you know, and he got better over the days, but he wasn't doing good. Like he wasn't where he should be. And uh, he went to uh he went to church a few weeks ago. They got to infirmity, spirit of infirmity. And and they said, raise your hand if you're dealing with sickness. And he's like, yeah, that's definitely me. Raises his hand. This couple comes over, starts praying for him. But he's like, I'm not feeling anything. I don't think anything's going to happen here. And pretty soon, they well, they, they go through this checklist. Have you forget? Is there anybody you need to forgive? He's like, well, I think I've dealt with that. I've forgiven everyone. Then the guy said, have you forgiven yourself? And specifically in this case, missed opportunities. Mm -hmm. Have you forgiven yourself over missed opportunities? He was about to tell these people to take a hike because there just wasn't anything there. He said, actually, you know, there has been some missed opportunities. And so he forgives himself publicly right there. As James 5 says, they start ministering deliverance again. And he said that sucker came up and like everything that you read in the Bible, eyes roll back in the head. Like he's just like full oh, wow. on manifesting this thing is coming up and they, they spotted it and cast it out. And the next day he was in the gym. Wow. He was totally free. To- yeah. So having that uh, spiritual element tied in with forgiveness leading to health yes. on full display. And to understand the magnitude to which God takes unforgiveness seriously. First John 3.15, it says, everyone who hates his brother is a murderer. And you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. So God literally says, it doesn't matter what you believe, if you go to church, whatever. If you hate your brother, not just your literal brother, but yeah. if you have hate in your heart towards anyone, God sees that as being a murderer and there's no eternal life that abides in murder. So essentially, if you hate someone, you are, f- for all intents and purposes, not really saved. <laughs> no, you true. know, like there's no eternal life. And then both Matthew and Mark, there might be other places in the Bible, but I know at least those two. Or Jesus talks seriously about unforgiveness and he says that he will not forgive your sins mm-hmm. unless you forgive other people their sins. So that means that if you get to heaven someday and you're harboring unforgiveness in your heart and there's somebody that you have not forgiven, God cannot forgive you. Yeah. Which is, I think Christians don't take that verse 
seriously. You know, they, they just think that somehow because they go to church or they read their Bible or they're on the church board or whatever the case may be, that somehow they get a free pass. Yeah, that actually reminds me of a video I saw of a gal giving a testimony. Sometimes the Lord will allow people to see heaven or see hell. And this mm, gal yeah. was taken to hell. And she was a strong believer, strong Christian. And she's like, what? what is happening? Why am I here? And Jesus shows up. And he says, you're here because of unforgiveness. Yeah. Jesus gave her the opportunity to make amends. You know, how great is that? But, man, we have got to. We've got to be forgiving others. Got to be forgiving ourselves. Yeah, it's not worth it. Un- having unforgiveness, having bitterness, is it's just not worth it. Physically, it's not worth it. Yeah. <laughs> and spiritually, it's definitely not worth it. I actually have a story. As you were talking about your friend, a couple of years ago, we went to Kentucky. We were doing a healing service there there was a gentleman there who was suffering from severe back pain and so myself and another guy we were praying for him and you know we're, we're just going through you know just just praying for him we asked him you know what's your pain level on a scale of one to ten and he started at like an eight and as we're praying for him he gets down to about a three and then we just hit this wall where we we could not get him fully healed and so I start praying and asking the Lord, you know, what's going on? Help us have insight. And so I, I asked this man, I said, is there anybody in your life that you need to forgive? And immediately he said, yes. And I said, you need to forgive that person. And at first he wasn't really <laughs> wanting to, <laughs> but that was the key to his healing. Yeah. And so, you know, eventually he did. So he prayed a prayer of forgiveness. And immediately after he prayed that prayer, all of the pain in his back was gone. Wow. Now, did you have him say who it was, you know, say it out loud? No. Pray it on the spot right there with you? Well, I didn't have him go through and explain why he needed to forgive someone. Oh, no, no, you know, I mean It's just, just, do you need to forgive someone? Yes. Okay, yeah. then let's forgive them. Usually, right? I'll have him say who it is, just so the enemy knows, okay, sure. this person's dealt with, yeah. and then I can come in and kick them out. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, I honestly don't remember if he said their name or not. Um, but you yeah, know, but it was he done. forgave them. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then that was the key. Yeah. That was the key. That's to his a, healing. It's what we would call legal right. Correct. That the enemy has to be able to stay because hey, you're harboring unforgiveness. We get to stay. And unforgiveness in the kingdom of God, there's black and white, there's good and evil. There's no gray area. Especially when we're talking about you know, things like unforgiveness, right? So unforgiveness is straight from the devil. There's no unforgiveness in God, right? God forgives all of us. If we just ask him, he'll, he, he will willingly forgive anyone. If you don't forgive someone, you are walking in the path of evil. Like that, that is something straight from the demonic. That's not a fruit of the spirit. (laughs) Uh So it's going to wreak havoc in your life because it, it creates an opening because it's straight from the devil himself. Yeah. So Rebecca, what would you say for someone, you know, out there who's like, well, you don't understand what I've been through. You don't know what they've done to me or even like they just, they're waiting for the other person to forgive them. Yes. Okay. That last question. (laughs) (laughs) Well, first off, I would say, are you a Christian, right? Are you walking with Jesus? Because it's impossible to forgive someone in your own power. Forgiveness comes from God, right? God forgave us and he empowers us to be able to forgive other people. So if you're not even walking with Jesus, if you aren't a Christian, if you don't really have any interest in Christianity, you're just kind of doing your own thing. I would say 
you need to get to a place where you are ready to be honest with God and be honest with yourself. Otherwise it doesn't matter because you need his help. Now, if you are walking with Jesus <laughs> and you are a Christian, then you, you need his help to do that. So just be honest with the Lord. I mean, look at the Psalms. So much of the Psalms are just David crying out, being honest to God. He's not putting on a show. He's not trying to make himself look impressive. He is point blank honest with himself, with where he is, with the sins that he has committed. And he's crying out to God to help him. And you have to be at that place of humility. God can't help prideful people. <laughs> Pride is a sin. You have to be humble. So humble yourself before the Lord and he will lift you up. That is biblical. Um, second thing is just ask the Lord. You know, the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Well, there's no forgiveness in there. But <laughs> I thought I was good for <laughs> But it's still forgiveness. But yeah. yes, you know, but self-control, it's, it's a, it's a controlling of yourself. It's bringing your flesh under the control of the Lord and saying, okay, I don't want to forgive this person, but I need to forgive this person. This is what the Lord has asked me to do. So I'm going to die to myself and I'm going to bring my spirit under the control of Holy spirit. And I'm going to walk in forgiveness. So you need Holy spirit's help to do that. You need him to come and to cleanse out your earthly selfish spirit <laughs> that's why the scripture says that he will give us a new heart he will take our heart of stone and he will give us a heart of flesh he will give us a soft heart that is willing and able to walk in the things of god that is willing and able to forgive so just be honest with the lord i mean he knows that you have unforgiveness in your heart like you're not fooling him you know so just be honest with him and ask for his help and he will be more than willing to help you yeah. What was your second question? The people that are saying, well, I'll forgive them when they forgive me. Okay, right. Well, that's not biblical. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. The, the Bible actually says that you're supposed to forgive someone 70 times 7, which is not to be legalistic. It's not like once you reach that number, you no longer have to forgive anyone. But it's the Lord's Wouldn't way that of be saying. Great? I know, right. Oh, we've reached our forgiveness limit. Sorry. I'm all tapped out. I'd be more sorry, not sorry. Right. <laughs> yes. Well, okay. But the, I mean, the disciples asked this of Jesus. They said, Lord, how many times do we have to forgive these people? And he said, 70 times seven, which is just a way of saying, forgive, 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 and don't stop forgiving. Right. Mm -hmm. There is no limit to how much you are supposed to forgive. And again, it's because God is limitless in how much he forgives us. So God is the God of the universe. And if he is willing to forgive us all of our sins, then we need to be willing to forgive other people because no one on earth has ever offended or hurt us as much as everyone on the planet has ever hurt and offended God Almighty. And there's a parable that Jesus tells about this where there's a man who owes, let's, I can't even remember the exact numbers, but let's just say he owes his master $1,000. And the master says, okay, you know what? I'm going to forgive your debt. You're good to go. And then that person turns around and he goes to the guy who owes him $5 and he throws him in jail until he can pay back his debt, which is just ridiculous, <laughs> you know, because he just got forgiven of a thousand dollar debt and here he's holding $5 against someone. And that's the ridiculousness that God sees when we refuse to forgive people, because that's the forgiveness that God has given us and the debt that we owe God. And then the debt that we hold other people to. Doesn't that parable end with him thrown into hell? Yes. So the person who was forgiven of the $1,000 yeah. debt, 
his master is basically like, what are you doing? I just forgave you this massive debt. Now I'm going to throw you into essentially the lake of fire. Yeah. Right. So it's not biblical that people have to forgive you before you forgive them. That's not even the definition of forgiveness. The definition of forgiveness is you offer that whether or not anybody cares, whether or not they accept it, receive it, because it's not about the other person. It's about you. It's about you not having anger and bitterness in your heart, and only you can be the one that deals with that. That would be like if our kids were, like, we tell our kids to pick up their toys, and they're like, well, I'll pick up my toys when the other one does. Right. No, 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 no. Yeah. (laughs) Everybody has to pick up their own toys. And honestly, it's very freeing. I mean, I don't know everything in life, but the one thing I have learned is not to have bitterness in my life because it's just simply not yeah. worth it. Well, and there's that's a level too. That's something I've learned. You know, that hate breeds bitterness, and there is a difference. That bitter heart. I'll tell you, my great-grandma, uh, one of my great-grandmothers, and I don't want to pin this all on all of them. <laughs> <laughs> one of my great-grandmothers, she never smiled. And we would go visit, and she never had a smile. That's my memory of her until the first time I saw her smile was after my great-grandfather died. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Very sad. Yeah. Very sad all around. But that's the bitter heart. No good. Yeah. That's what the Bible says. Don't let a root of bitterness grow. Yeah. A bitter, something about a bitter root. Yes. Don't let it grow. Is that what it says? <laughs> well, something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we can all Google it. We all yeah. have access. To, I'm not a theologian. Google it, you know. Yeah, let Google tell you. Right. will tell you the truth. Yes. <laughs> yeah, bitterness. I mean, it's, it's just not worth it. And forgiveness, it is a freeing thing. It's like, okay, I'm just going to let it go. I'm not. And scripture also says, don't keep a record of wrongs. Love does not keep a record of wrongs. So yeah, we should not have a memory like an elephant where we remember every bad or negative or even like small thing that someone ever did against us. I mean, if you were to sit here and ask me, you know, what all the people in my life ever did against me, honestly, I could probably list off maybe five things, right? Because I just don't keep track of it. And that's not to brag on myself, but (laughs) it's just to say, as someone who tries to walk in forgiveness, it is worth it. It's very freeing to just let that go and to not have these memories and this anger and this hurt just sitting in your life forever. You do a good job of that. Thank uh, you. you know. <laughs> yeah, you do. You do a very good job. There's a lot of things that I know about you that it would be easy for you to really have resentment and really have a, a sour heart towards, but you do choose not to. And I think it does show. Well, in fact, I know it shows. If it didn't, we probably wouldn't be married. So. Right. <laughs> I probably would be holding everything against you. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, there's a, there's a lot. <laughs> there's some options out there. Thank you for forgiving me. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> and likewise. I mean, I've chosen to forgive you. you yeah, know? thank you. It, it goes yes. both ways. Yes. You mean I'm not perfect? Part of the fun. Yeah, I know. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, sorry. <laughs> I tell your, I tell the kids, you know, mom's perfect, but. You tell our children that? You should not tell them that. I don't want them to think I'm perfect. Perfect is. What should I tell them? I want them to think that I'm amazing and loving <laughs> and wonderful, but not perfect. <laughs> just short of perfect. Just, just short. I mean, I wouldn't say, obviously I'm not Jesus, right? 
And I wouldn't even say I'm Mary Poppins. Maybe just a little <laughs> bit below that. There's Jesus. There's Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins was mean. Mary Poppins tape measure says that she's practically perfect in every way. Yeah, right. Which yeah. I feel to be extremely conceited, right? <laughs> she might need to forgive some people. Yeah. She was very, uh, very stern. She wasn't joyful. Well, she, she wasn't needed joyful, Jesus. but I, she had her own level of fun. I mean, I actually watched this documentary on these nannies in England, and it's the top-notch nanny school in the country. And actually, like, in the world, it's very... Yeah, because no other countries are doing nanny schools. Well, the nannies <laughs> from that school, they've gone on to nanny the royal children. So it's very high level. But when they did this interview and they were asking the students, you know, who's your favorite nanny? Who do you aspire to be like? And all of them said Mary Poppins. She must do something right because all these nannies love her. I know what she does right. Spoonful of sugar helps the you medicine go down. You don't have to be fun if you give kids sugar. Yeah. That well, is that, fun. That's uh, another reason for me to chase after divine healing. I didn't want the medicine. What, what do you call that? Uh, not indoctrination, but inoculation? In, inoculation? inoculation 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 is when you get a vaccine yeah that's basically what mary poppins was doing to those kids mary poppins was inoculating the children by yes. putting sugar on their cod liver oil well not the sugar <laughs> she was using the sugar to cover up the nasty nasty vax all right well everyone's entitled to their own opinion <laughs> <laughs> well that's just how i was raised okay all right well <laughs> we all interpret stories differently it's all good and with that, where can people find us on social media? Not in our house. <laughs> where can I find you? I was about to you? give the address. <laughs> yeah. All right. If you want to come on over. Uh, it's a little late right now, but yeah. Where can they find you? They can find me on Inst not Instagram. What am I thinking? Twitter, also known as X now. Twitter or X. And uh, TikTok at the doc kennedy and if you could please head on over to doc.kennedy.substack.com and subscribe there i will be eternally grateful in fact in heaven i will thank you for that subscription that's no longer valid because <laughs> we're in heaven <laughs> all right i will not be eternally grateful but if you would like to follow me I am over on Instagram at Your Holistic Doula, and we will put all of these links in the show notes, so you don't have to remember all this. That's true. You can just go hit the link in the That's show notes. That's true. But if you could please share this episode, that would mean a lot to us. We do put a lot of work into these, and the only way people hear them is if you share them. And I guarantee with the content that we have, uh, there's probably some sort of shadow ban in place, so please share. <laughs> <laughs>